Where should we start? Where do you want to start? Um, let's start with Welcome to Money Back Guarantee. Your guarantee. Pretty much guaranteed. Like we'd had a phenomenal that. weekend. One of us had a phenomenal weekend, you fuck. Oh, excuse me. I had a phenomenal weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Back Guaranteed. My name is Angel. I am with a wonderful on a cold streak, Jay. But we are here feeling phenomenal. We have new kings. Out there in the world, Brandon Moreno with a great win. Congratulations to him. First Mexican-born fighter in the UFC to hold the belt. And also, I have a belt myself. I went four for five. And I don't even even count my last bet because I've been so awful at NASCAR. But I know it was the only one that I followed you on. <laughs> like I, need, big... I needed plus nine hundred so bad on Sunday afternoon, and I'm like, Angel, you're hot. I'm gonna follow this, and you Dude, just was... shat the bed for me so hard. Hey man, it was an all star race. It was very fun how they did the race. Uh, the seating was like golf. They did twenty. They did twenty. Oh, excuse me. They did thirty laps. If you're in the front, you get the lowest score. If you're in the back, you get the highest, and you go for four rounds. And then the fifth round is your final seeding, and then you race. Danny Hamlin came in six. He didn't really – he stayed in the middle of the pack. He kind of does that all the time, kind of stays in the middle of the pack. He's always done that. That's why he's still, as the NASCAR playoff update, he is still number one. He's up uh, 27 points. So – I put all money on the number one in playoffs, but I definitely should have put it on the hottest racer on the track right now. And that's Kyle Larson. You know, Kyle Larson, I believe he was suspended for a little bit last year for some discrepancies, but he's back. He's hot. And that kind of fucked my uh, perfect weekend up. But I did go four for five. Um. This is a I Told You So episode presented by yours truly, Angel. Uh, Let's get into it. We are in playoff mode. Playoffs. 
talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Y'all ain't met playoff here, huh? Turned it up. They got hot game three. They played themselves in our cup. It's really easy with no Kyrie and no Harden. And I mean, that was game. That's game four. We're going to get into it. But game three, the one that you put all these units on collapsed on you. Still should have Unfortunately. And now we have bigger issues for the Brooklyn Nets. Guess what? Hey, KD, you're playing by yourself. Crazy ankle in, uh, injury for Kyrie Irving. He went up for a layup. Giannis was trying to block him out. Got on the ankle. Severely sprained it. That thing was sprained, sprained. Ankle bone to the ground sprained. It was awful. And he is officially ruled out for game five. Bucks win that game four. And the series tied going into Brooklyn. Harden is also out for game five. So, legitly, Kevin Durant of the big three is out there by himself. Or Blake Griffin. With Blake Griffin, I guess. Yeah, they're, they're going to struggle. And it looks like Woo, Kyrie, is, struggle. Kyrie is out at least game five officially as of this yep. afternoon. Uh, now, can Brooklyn easily win two in a row? Yes, but they're gonna need to make what? to to make it real easy. They're gonna need to get somebody back. One of the two, uh, either Harden or Kyrie, because they this game three was kind of a joke. Like I don't understand how Giannis is such a big dude but gets such soft calls. He gets calls like he's five ten. I mean, three calls. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He got an and one that he wasn't even touched. League is league is soft. The league is sick. Clearly, I I guess the trend is they want the small markets to advance. They're they're trying to combat super teams as best they can. It's fine. It's whatever. It is what it is. Uh, Brooklyn still put up a hell of a fight in game four. Honestly, without Kyrie, it's ridiculous. The fact that Milwaukee was just shooting threes and making them at that percentage, and they were still only up by three going into halftime was absolutely crazy. Uh, At the end of the day, Brooklyn is just not a deep enough team to compete down two starters, three starters technically, because uh, Aldridge retired once they acquired him. But, you know, that's just – Jeff Green is hurt too, and that's major. Honestly – you know what? Fuck you, because game three is the Bruce Brown game. Fuck you. What do you want? What do you want right there? You had a player that you, you – you're missing a void with Harden not being there, so you're missing the points, and Bruce so, Brown stepped up and so, played the Harden role. I know, yeah, but you he can play the Harden role for 59 minutes. To a team. 
if you want. I don't give a shit. Like, you know what? Good for him. It's Bruce Brown time. It's Brucey time. Whatever the fuck you want to do. But you know what? Those last two minutes, he would have better been better off just holding the ball and taking a fucking foul of ch- turnover. I don't like. What are you even doing? Like, I mean, oh, no, nah, man, I, I saw it. I had it. No, wide open lane. Hold it. You give it to Durant or Kyrie, and you ask for permission. <laughs> I mean, I felt the same way for Marquise Morris when he took that shot, and I looked at, I replayed it, and Kyrie had, he was wide open, or not Kyrie, but Kawhi was wide open for a three. But Bruce Brown put in all the work. He was gonna- hot that game. Let him have one more point to be the true hero. <laughs> wrong. Fucking wrong, Bruce Brown. You cost no. him that game, and Durant almost gave you a Hail Mary 40-footer that almost went down for you. There's, Sorry, a different, there's a difference between a role player who gets hot and someone who should be taking the last shot of the game, and it ain't Bruce Brown. Sorry, Bruce Brown. Give it a couple of years, maybe. I saw some good stuff. But on the other hand, you know what? Good for good for Milwaukee for realizing that Bruce Brown is an idiot and giving him a lane that's going to close quickly, knowing that he's never had a, a game, let alone a playoff game, on his shoulders like this, and he would Bruce it the fuck up. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly oh, what the fuck happened oh, there. The fucking, the fucking, the Bucks are did this and the Bucks. Fuck you. That was I not a you. game that they won. That is a game that Brooklyn lost. And that's hey. after they just decided we're not going to show up in the first quarter. They spotted him a quarter, and they gave Bruce Brown the ball in the last play of the game. Of course, they're not going to win. Damn, that was the one that I Milwaukee thought, won. I definitely thought uh, the gambling sites went off numbers, but apparently they just go off. You know, hey, Brooklyn should have won that game. Jay, here's half your money. No, they fucking lost because they didn't have enough. They Durant wasn't in the position. They Kyrie no, Bruce wasn't Brown in the position. Owes me, Bruce Brown owes me 30 bucks. <laughs> no, hey, it was a good attempt with a hot player on the court. He was hot all game. Apparently, it was a splash in the pan because your boy was nothing in game four. And uh, the Bucks won by 12. What happened with him when Kyrie went down? Disappeared. Yeah, because Bruce fucking Brown. Hey, man. You should have stayed hot. Wrong game. Stop trying to tell me that Giannis, like the Brooklyn, the Milwaukee Bucks won anything. They survived against Bruce Brown's coming out party. And then they went down against the worst team Durant's ever played on, basically. I told you at the very – it's tough. They're down 0-2, but watch the Bucks win in seven. Bucks will win in seven. The the Nets, the Brooklyn back. Nets right now are just the Clippers. <laughs> Legitimately. Come, one of them's gonna come back for game six. They're gonna come to game, they're gonna go up Brooklyn. They're gonna look awful. The Bucks are gonna win by 15, 18 points. It's gonna be a blowout. And then someone's gonna come back. I don't know if it's gonna be hamstring, but if it's a high angle sprain for Kyrie, it's gonna be it's gonna have to be hard. It's gonna have to be hard, and he's gonna have to go out there and figure it out with the hamstring. But I mean, it's crazy, crazy that, to fuck with. Crazy that Kyrie Irving's career is over. I mean, yeah, he's never he gonna, has be, a high the, he's never gonna like be the same. That's what happens, right? Retired yeah. LeBron James. He's he's done for the career. He's gonna retire. High ankle no. sprain. 
Hey, would you rather? Me. Would you rather have a high ankle sprain or tear your Achilles? I mean, right as, as an NBA player, I mean, I would probably tear my Achilles. I could come back from that. <laughs> and watch your mouth. LeBron has one more game. Okay, he has one more game that he'll be healthy for. So watch your yeah, mouth. Yeah, and it's gonna be animated. It's gonna count as a W, baby. I, what's not? I'll take it. Talk about a super <laughs> team. Yeah. The last super team LeBron will be on. All right. Um, Bucks and seven. I said it earlier in the series. I said it even when they were down 2-0, that they're going to Milwaukee and it's going to be a different game. Bucks and seven. I'm staying Bucks and seven, like I said. I think Durant might win one. It might have like a 50-point game like Tatum does to win one. It might be that game six, but it's bullshit. When seven. Kyrie went out, they should give me an opportunity to cash out of my bet with then just give I'll give you 25% for I'll call it the Kyrie's a bitch tax and Giannis should oh, move out of the way. Vegas, 30 player. Vegas goes, oh, ankle sprain? Play A B, please. Whole lot of money. Whole lot of money. We get paid. Vegas got paid. All you fucking simps for Brooklyn. That's what you get. <laughs> but NBA has big news as well. NBA brought all the referees in on Monday and said, hey, we need to fix something. We got to fix these point guards. They're going to try to avoid or try to fix how they call um, – point guards that drive the lane and jump back or sideways to get attention for a foul. The referees are going to fix that. Um, They said there will be a lot of no calls on that for players to adjust. And it is about time. They should have did this two months ago when it was a conversation when Trey was winning all those games doing that move. Yeah, I think we talked about they should have fixed this at the all-star break. Exactly. And now they finally had the discussion in the second round of the playoffs. So we will see a major, major difference in a, in a series that I believe is already wrapped up. Uh, the 76ers are playing tonight, and I believe that this series is already over. I think the 76ers are clicking and they're at full steams ahead. And I say Philly in five, especially with this rule change. If they're not going to give uh, Trey Young those calls, it's going to be really tough for Trey Young to score the ball. So, or get to, get himself to the line. Trey can score, just get uh, himself to the line. Are they going to alter it in the middle of the playoff round, or is this going to be something that's going to be uh, next year? I feel like since they made the announcement and they brought and they talked to the referees and commission and stuff, I feel like it should be, even if it's not something they officially make a rule today, I feel like the referees are already going to have this in their mind. So it's going to be some calls that will be a little missed in the normal, how they call it, compared to what they were calling it now. So. Any news that goes out there, like you said, when referees are um, – when coaches and players are criticizing referees, the referees get that in their head and they change up. It changes up. So it changes up in hockey. I feel like it did in the 76ers. It's going to happen again to Trey Young and the 76ers team. So – or 70 Trey Young when the 76ers are guarding them. So Simmons is 
like I said, doing his job. He looks great. Um, discuss his shooting later. Shot awful. Can't be but. hot forever. <laughs> um, what do you think about the Sixers finishing this up in five? Or you think Atlanta still has some uh, juice in the tank? I think that the way that Milwaukee and Brooklyn have both looked, uh, the sooner that they can close this series out and rest and beat the better, because he's going to be a huge factor in the next round. He might be the factor in the next round. I think you're going to need, you're going to need him be to either a shut down Giannis and play basically point for point with Giannis, or you're going to need him to create a mismatch with Blake Griffin and Blake Griffin say what you will. He's been playing really good defense against Giannis. He's been giving him. Yes. Giannis is going to get his obviously because all he knows how to do is drive the lane and get close to the hoop. So, I mean, eventually you're either going to take a bunch of charges and risk getting a block because no one in the NBA knows what the fuck they're doing anymore with charges or, you you know, you're going to get posterized. So, I mean, he's been doing a good job of letting him take his outside shots and, you know, letting him miss free throws and trying to keep him, you know, as contained as possible. So, I, I think that is that is going to be a huge matchup in the next round either way. So, the fact that we know he's not 100%, it's, it's as beneficial as any team to close that out fast. Absolutely. Definitely think um, 76ers are going to close that down. Um, a series that I feel is just waking up again. We saw the Clippers go down 0-2 against Dallas. Now, Dallas is a team that has one star, uh, according to Porzingis, uh, two stars, but we say one. And um, they are down 2-1 in this series. And I think people need to buckle up. Because Point guard P? I think this game goes to seven. I think this series goes to seven. I think uh, Kawhi and PG and the rest of that team is going to wake up again. They just need – apparently this team needs two games to adjust to who they're playing to, and then they wake up and figure out and make the right adjustments. I think Tyron Lue just like, oh, okay, now I know how to play against this team. And it always happens in game three. Um, if you are following us on – money underscore back underscore podcast you will see that i picked the clippers and philly to win tonight um i think the clippers are going to win this game and they're going to buckle up for a good old-fashioned heavyweight bout because this game is going to seven this series is going to seven and where you message me yikes the clippers i don't know about that one and i'm like ah. The sleeping giant is woken up again for the Clippers, so I'm excited. We'll see. We'll see. It sounds like uh, the uh, for the next Bucks game. I know we're already done talking about it, but the line opened at minus two and a half for the Bucks and has are has moved immediately in less than an hour to minus three and a half with the news that Kyrie will miss. Uh, will miss this week 
or missed this next game. And Steve Nash said there's no he has no idea if he'll be able to return in the series. Uh, and it sounds like Harden is unexpected to play either. They're saying he's making progress, but not to expect them. Yeah, I'm changing the line to Bucks minus seven. How would I mean? I mean, while we're here, that that isn't a terrible bet right now because they they do. I mean. Like I said, you've got Blake playing really good defense, but that is that is a tough ask with just Durant. They were arguing this morning that this is the worst team Durant has played on since he's uh, since he was drafted. If these guys are all out, I mean, if you take trying to see how big of a spread I can get. Yeah, I'm cranking that all the way to like at least seven. Uh, if you take it all the way to Bucks minus 11 and a half, it's plus 245, Whew, which is not as big as I thought it would be. Exactly. I thought it would be a lot bigger than that. But The Kevin Durant still getting quite a bit of respect. I mean, I guess if Durant is that player that everyone's talking about, this is the game where he is that dormant player and wakes up and puts up 50. So this is the game to do it. Durant, you got to shut up, shut up the critics and show that you're that guy. If not, if you lose both games, you just straight out, you don't have them and you lose both games. Yeah. He might have to go for 60. Exactly. Exactly. You have to be that star that they need you to be. And good luck. Good luck. Cause that, you're in, you're in the playoffs. It's completely different. The defense, they, they're not giving up on plays. They're going to fight for every inch. So, Is Chris Paul the greatest point guard of all time? Uh, or one of the – one of the – sorry. That's a good question. Can't say it like that. If, they, if the Suns win – it depends. It depends. First off, if the Suns win, because I don't think you can be the greatest point guard ever if you don't win a ring. I won't say ever because there's way too many point guards that he won't even come close to. What do you want so, to do? Are you talking what? Top 10? Mount Rushmore top four? Top 10. I would say he's probably he, – you could make a case for him being nine or ten. If he wins a ring, I think for sure he's top ten. Uh, I mean, you look at, like, the classic, but, I mean, the thing with Chris Paul is he's just, like, a prototypical point guard that you don't really see anymore mm-hmm. where he's not going to generally kill you shooting. He's not going to do too much. He's going to run an offense. I mean, he's, he's like, a, like a really good game manager. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not even, I would say, Tom Brady. But he's, you know, what's a good comparison? Maybe Matt Stafford. Yeah. He's going to manage a game pretty well. He's going to play through a lot of injuries. And every now and then he's going to do something. You're like, oh, shit, if Steph did that, we'd be freaking out right now. But because it's Chris Paul and he's in Phoenix, nobody cares. Yeah. Well, it's crazy that uh, Chris Paul now at this age – is finally getting at uh, getting to uh, close the door in some series, and he closed the door pretty well in this last game. Uh, Thirty six points with eight assists, a lot of points, 
he breaks uh, playoff records for most points at his age. And Me. it was very interesting. Uh, Jokic did get kicked out of that game. And That's some bullshit, dude. Uh, later in the third quarter, um, it was a loose ball, and he went for it. Um, he pretty much looked like he swung like a punch, it looks like, when, when you don't watch slow replay. But he did get all ball, which makes it a little tough, but his arm did hit pain in the face, and that's a fragment too. In an elimination game, he made no contact with his body, and that man acted like he just got shot. I know I've been watching a lot of hockey lately, but my God, like a soccer player died yesterday. I mean, almost. No, he was actually, they said he was gone. They brought him back. Oh, they, yeah. Prayers to Christian Erickson. My Crazy, man's was, but. My man's was dead and basketball is officially the softest sport. I mean. <laughs> Again, like this isn't game two. This isn't game one. It's not even game three. Like, when you're talking about an elimination game, what do we even have replay for? You're going to replay to watch if somebody's, like, shoe stepped over the line. You're going to look for, like, minuscule things. And you can't go through and just check to see, hey, did this person actually get touched? The way that flopping is going in the NBA and people are just milking these calls for all they're worth, they're going to need to start doing that, like, going through, like, okay, was their contact made? Because that finished the series. Uh, like, if I had had any money left, I would have live bet everything I had on Phoenix. Or, yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, they were uh, at that point, they were only down, um, I believe, seven points. And I watched the rest of that game. And the Nuggets did have a good push at the end. They got it down to about five. And then Chris Paul and Booker got that up to 14 real fast with like two minutes left. But if Jokic was in that game, I would have gave that game to the Nuggets and the series is 3-1. But mm-hmm. calls are calls and they replayed, they replayed it and stayed with the call on the court and the series is over. Suns, what a nice, clean sweep. And they're sitting and waiting for... Clippers and Jazz to finish up, and they are 2-1. So, man, if that series goes long, Chris Paul gets probably about seven to ten days to sit and rest that shoulder and the rest of that team to sit and wait. Um, Does that give you the rust, or does that help? I just keep waiting for – I feel like with Phoenix, with Chris Paul specifically – he looks really good at times, and then, like, there's bad Chris Paul. I feel like as long as he's hot, you want less rest, and you want to keep riding it as hard as you can, like, as quick as you can. Because there's kind of – there's especially when you're a little bit banged up, it can go one of two ways. You can, you know, you can play through the adrenaline, or, mm-hmm. like, sitting, your shit can ice over. I personally think it would be better for the Suns to play fast, but I do not – I, I don't begrudge the Suns for taking that rest. I think either way, you're either going to have Chris Paul hotter than he's maybe ever been in his career over, what, four to seven games, mm-hmm. or you're going to have, you know, a potential opportunity to bring back rusty Chris Paul, which would not be good for Phoenix, Phoenix right now because they need him playing the way he's been playing. 
Yeah, but I like that um, Phoenix can play around Chris Paul having a bad year because Booker can pick up the slack. Um, DeAndre Ayton, if he has a 20 to 10 game or something like that, that really helps Chris Paul to just be that eight or three for 10, seven points, eight assists, and just move the ball, just have him be that guy. Um, So I think, do you think Chris Paul is on the best team he's ever played on? Uh, I don't know. I think some of those Clipper teams he played on maybe were better. Yeah, because DeAndre Jordan and Chris uh, Blake Griffin. Prime Blake. Those are just big men, you know? Like, they didn't have a key shooter. Like, Blake wasn't the shooter that he is now, you know? So, I really feel like this possibly could be CP3's best team. Now that I look at all these things, like, he could just play true point guard. He doesn't have to put up points at a high velocity to keep up in games. He could just give the ball to Booker. Um, Morris is there. He's put up really good points. And you have Aiden in the paint that could bang with any big man. So a young Aiden, you know, he's a rookie. So he could bang with any big man down there. So I feel like he finally found the team that is really – kind of good for his game and if i'm him man i would not really be hey i need a hundred million contract i would hey give me something where i could live here and i could probably win two or three rings and i mean or be in be in the running for two or three potential rings you know i mean it's true he's had a lot of opportunities to sign big checks and mm-hmm. if you keep chasing that money there's a chance you could end up here <laughs> yeah and it, it wouldn't be bad bringing him here, but it, you're not going to be winning here. At least not winning right now. Because no one wins right now in Minnesota. Quick update. Twins are officially last in their uh, in the AL Central. But we're not going to talk baseball. <laughs> Let's no. move on to hockey. It is coming down to the wire. We have two series left, and it is a barn burner. We have Vegas going tonight against the Canadians, which feels like uh, we'll catch them in four or five games or four games, and that's where it'll be pretty wrapped up. But the Islanders showing life and showing that they can compete with the Lightning. And they steal game one, two to one. Don't sleep on the Islanders. I should have put them on my picks. I should have been five for six, or yep, five for six. But I didn't put them in there because I didn't really trust them. But now I'm truly, truly on the Cinderella bandwagon. Islanders for the win, baby. Uh, I mean, they do have a good vibe going right now. I'll give them that. They do have that kind of, like, team of destiny feel. However, I will say this. The Tampa Bay Lightning looked so disinterested in playing hockey. It was alarming. Uh, I don't think by any means that was their best game. A lot of stupid mistakes. And, honestly, the Islanders are so fucking annoying. I hate watching the Islanders play because they just – they're so boring, and then 
like somehow like they keep working their changes and getting out of the penalty box. I don't know how they fucking do it, but a weak fucking change by Tampa Bay and they didn't clear the puck the whole way. And suddenly they have a breakaway and Barzell puts it through. And that was just, that changed the game because uh, it gave them an opportunity to play with the lead in a time when Kucherov wasn't shooting. Stamkos hadn't taken a shot yet. Like their best players didn't play like they needed to. And you saw what the Bruins top line did to the, this Islanders team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to take some notes because Kucherov didn't look great. Stamkos didn't look great. I mean, they're a much deeper team on the back end, but they're going to have to play a lot more physical if they want to move on. And I think that's maybe one of the things that they haven't had to do yet very much in this playoffs because Carolina is a loud team, but they're not that physical. I think they probably are a very similar built squad to the Islanders and Florida is also a squad that isn't going to necessarily overly beat you up. So I think that's something that they're going to need to work on real quick. But I, I do think, man, Varlamov is playing better than he's ever played. He's the hottest goalie right now, but Andre Vasilevsky is going to be the Vesna winner. He was the top goalie this year. His his The goals he gave up, I think one of them was kind of bullshit, and the other one, it was a misplay. So I, I still have a lot of faith in the Lightning coming back to win this one. I do think they're the better team. Uh, they're experienced enough to where I don't know that they are going to be that intimidated playing in the Coliseum, which I think is going to play to their favor. The fact that they are the returning Stanley Cup champs, uh, I personally would like to watch them win just because I I think I like the way they play hockey. I get – oh, and, you know, I would love for just to piss people off that a team that's $19 million over the salary cap wins the Stanley Cup. Listeners, please listen to me. Wherever you are gambling, put your money on the Islanders to win this series. Do you believe in hope? I do. Islanders to win this series. We're not going to lose to cheaters. We're not going to lose to guys that find loopholes in the playoff rosters. We're going to play straight, even hockey. The Islanders are leading one nothing, and it is minus one ten for both teams to win the series. I'm telling you, put your money on the Islanders. Sounds pretty even, but trust me, the Islanders will win this series in six. Uh, the Islanders to win in six. Uh, for either team to win in six, it was plus 170. For the Islanders, if you want to take uh, over or under six and a half, it would be minus 230. Uh, series game spread. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Islanders, that would be Islanders four to two is plus 375. Put your money on it. I guarantee it. Not officially guaranteed. Not officially, but I guarantee it. Is that where you, is that where your money's at, Angel? My money's on the Islanders, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a put my money on the Cinderella story. The boys from the island. We go make it happen. Um. Dun, 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 dun. All right. <clears throat> um. 
I feel like uh, – did you catch any of UFC fights? Uh, I caught some clips online. I caught good chunks of the DS fight. I caught nice. the Moreno fight. It was it was a great card, absolutely great card. It was a uh, it wasn't like last card where all the fights were done in the first two rounds for either a broken leg or complete knockout, but it was very entertaining. We got to see Nate Diaz in the ring. Um, I was messaging you saying, "Hey man, uh, Nate is an entertainer. He's an entertainer. He is out there to put on a show." He was a lot, he was doing a lot of boasting, a lot of shit talking, just what Nate does, you know? And if you, if you're a fan that's not really, that doesn't really pay attention to the UFC, you'll look at their faces at the end of the fight and go, yeah, absolutely Nate Diaz lost. Now, Nate Diaz is a bleeder. Like I told you, any strong win will cut him open. Leon Edwards caught him with two elbows, one on the side of the head. I think the gash was about, 12 stitches long it was <coughs> major and then one above the eye but in the fifth round i thought nate was you know what i don't think nate has power or nate has the he could touch guys up he could rough guys up but nate should have brought this to the ground and then boom nate drops a bomb on leon edwards completely removes his soul out of his body but continues to taunt and boast. And he's pointing at him as his legs are just not under him. And he just didn't have that killer strength or he just tired, which is unacceptable for Nate Diaz, a guy that does triathlons for fun. But he did not really chase him down to finish the fight. He was just looking for one more punch to put him out. But Leon Edwards was done. He should have chased him down, but he didn't. Nate showed that maybe two fights and he will be a championship type fighter. But if he wants to, if the champion is calling his name, I would give him the fight because Nate was impressive, but not impressive. If that makes sense. He was fun to watch. He was truly fun to watch. I mean, that's his calling card that and being a draw, which will get you everywhere with Dana White. Everywhere. And like I said earlier in the show, uh, Brandon Moreno won the uh, flyweight championship. He beats Figueroa, which looked very, very dominant. I think Figueroa was, he wasn't as forward as he always is in his fights. He kind of waited back thinking, hey, man, I know this guy. He had me close. I'm just going to play it back. Did not play in his favor. Brandon Moreno whooped him beat him, and then at the third round, found a way to submit him, and he becomes a champion. And Israel Adesanya, he wins. He, um, not impressive. Not impressive at all. I feel like this fight could have probably been third on the card and I would have been happy if Nate was last, because Adesanya, he's back. He played tactical. He didn't – there was rounds that he lost. There was rounds there. Everyone found out his kryptonite. Try to cut the weight. Try to cut as much weight by cut time and then try to put that back on and try to put that weight on top of him because he did do some groundwork, but if he gets 
he goes against a guy that actually wrestles, actually knows how to put stuff on the ground and knows how to pull him off the cage, he's going to get beat. He's going to get beat in his weight class. I just can't wait to see who it is. It's going to be interesting when he finally goes against a wrestler. He might stay away from those guys. He just might to keep his uh, undefeated streak in his weight class. I just don't know if you can do that. No, Dana would definitely set it up for next guy up. But I think Adesanya, well, no, I'd rather give it to this guy to get more draw and yada, yada, yada. I think Adesanya is going to dance a little bit now. As you should, man, because he lost to Jan and he did not look impressive in this one. So I would probably, for him, I would fight next year. I would wait. Really? Yeah, I would definitely wait and see who's the next guy up and kind of make him wait a little bit, man. Take one in November, December. Take one November, December and try to get on that um, three card or three championship card in December, probably. But the next UFC event is going to be pretty interesting, man. I mean, well, I don't know that there's a real draw there at middleweight. That middleweight oh, division man. is – who do you feed him? Costa again? I mean, he can fight against Costa again. Costa having money issues, though, so probably take his name out of the hat. I mean, you're looking at that welterweight class is pretty stacked, and most people – in line to fight Usman have already taken a shot at Usman. Does yeah. a guy like Masvidal try to get up there? Do you get a guy like Colby try to get up there? Be just a, a smaller middleweight? I really like your uh I like Masvidal. I think Masvidal is I think Masvidal's, Masvidal is done at welterweight. Yeah, or he's very last on the list when it comes to getting another shot, especially if Usman stays champion. I would love to see uh, Masvidal go down or go into his weight class and see. It'd be fun. It's a draw. You know Dana. It just really depends on if where Masvidal is at and what he wants to do here. I'm Yeah, I'm just looking like Darren Till, Uriah Hall, Gastelum. I mean, Uriah Hall just won a pretty decent one by destroying a leg, but I mean, you, you just boring. Like, I'm not signing up for Vittori again. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that Paul Costa is a draw. Like, none of these are fights that you can headline a card with. Uh, Uber Hall, he has a fight coming up. If he looks good in that one, I give it to him. I like Uber Hall. I think he could. He has the leg striking and the similar type of striking that Adesanya has. And he would just have to work on his ground game, of course. And like I said, try to get fat and skinny and fat again by fight time. Dangerous, but if you could play it off right, it's going to pay off. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the big fight would be Usman and Adesanya, but I don't know if they want to make that happen. I don't think that ends well for Adesanya. Mm, I don't think so. I, like, nah, I don't like that. That would be a good matchup. I would love to see it. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna put on weight, you want to do it as a wrestler. 
For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. So we'll see, man. I love it. I like to see it. I'll tweet Dana, see if he says something back. I mean, all Nigeria card would be kind of dope. Do it, in, do it in Africa. I'm sure, Akon see, has see what an arena. like over there. I'm sure Akon has an arena there somewhere that they can put it on. That'd be great. Winner gets paid in Akon crypto. Free tickets for everyone. Free concessions. Free everything, baby. For the people. Are you ready? I, I can't wait for this excitement that you're going to be like, oh my God, are you ready? UFC no 264 is high is headlined by Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor is back in the ring going against Poirier for the third time. They actually um, made it happen. They actually made it happen July 10th. Connor is back in the ring to see if he doesn't look as bad as he did his last fight. Um, I think me and Jay both agreed that he needs to put in a lot of work or go chase just headline fights and get paid. But this is what Dana wants to see, to see if Connor is someone that he could put in best money in and put him on fights, see if he could get to that uh, championship level again. If he loses the series to Poirier, what is he? Does that give you get DS3? Oh, Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Just give him Jake. Just give him Jake. Give him Logan. Give him one of them guys. Let him be a circus. Just let him go be a circus. I cannot fathom how far he will have fallen if he starts taking a Jake Paul fight. He gets paid. He can get Mayweather paid. He's about to buy a soccer team. He doesn't need to get paid. Got to keep the money rolling, bro. John Jones is still here. He gave up the whiskey, so. No, he didn't give it up. He sold that for profit. He sold his part of his stake for a profit, a large profit. Shitty whiskey anyway. <laughs> John Jones <laughs> is still your number one pound-for-pound pound fighter. On the UFC website. Yeah. It's wild to me. <laughs> no, whatever. Did you I'm sorry if you wanted a bigger uh reaction, but yeah, there's I don't there's not a guy out here that can beat Bones Jones right now. He's going into heavyweight. I'm excited. If he dominates heavyweight, come on, man. Come on, man. Greatest fighter of all time. Go down to 190, see if you cut all the way down there. Ooh, it'd be crazy. Let him rock it. Let him have it. Just pay him so he could do it. Just pay him so he could fight four times a year and just completely just destroy the UFC for you. I mean, we've we've spoken on this. We've spoken <laughs> on what the UFC needs to do about the John Jones problem. We we believe different things, but Um, has uh, it, has Amanda Nunez fought Shevchenko? No. Uh, yes, I think they did. Nunez rocked her shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Valentina, I want. I I'm waiting for that rematch. It's gonna be fun. Amanda Nunez fights uh, uh, late July or early August. So 
She'll be defending her belt again. That card's not really put together. Well, I think Uber Hall is fighting on that one too. So, um, yeah, I want to see what goes on that card. I hope there's a, another big fight that goes on that card. See how it goes. She has not fought. She has not fought her? Not fought her. Or, um, no, she did yeah, 2016. Yeah. Uh, decision. So. I'm going to have to watch. I'm going to watch that one again. I that'd be that'd be a good card. I I haven't been really Nunez is great, but she just doesn't hasn't had to fight anybody who I've ever been like nervous about her fighting. Like the That's Joannas, the Joannas aren't there anymore. The Rouseys aren't there anymore. She retired the Rouseys. Uh, I just don't see it. I think she needs to. They need to inject a little bit more life into that women's division. Yeah, I think I think, I think that's I think the way because you you potentially have like one of your biggest draws outside of Ronda Rousey that you've ever had in the women's division now, and I mean, she's getting older and you're not doing anything with her right now. Yeah, gotta do gotta bring in another division or try to find some. Bellator ending contracts type shit. See if you can snag up someone that could actually. I would love to see Amanda Nunes in a best of series fight with somebody, but she's got to get rocked that first fight. And shit, I don't think me or you can do that. <laughs> we'll see. No. <laughs> are you are you having heart attacks over there, sir? Are you are you are you okay over there? Is everything is everything good in your hood? I'm I'm living the dream, man. Just just oh getting by. Well, Stefan Gilmore is not. He's definitely not. Oh, he's, he's gone. not living his dream. He's gone. Gone. He's absolutely not gone. even showing up. He's, no, I'm not coming to. Pro- I don't care how much money you spent on this defense and how much. No, I'm out. I'd ra- I'd rather pay J.C. Jackson. Gilmore does not show up to OTAs. A lot of other people do. Uh, Daniel Hunter reports to the Vikings. Jameson Crowder reworks his contracts and shows up for the Jets. Nate Millen signed with the Eagles, or Nick Millen signs with the Eagles. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins, sorry. Nick Mullins signs with the Eagle. Oh, and uh, Deshaun Watson, or Watson, no show at camp. So, uh, Two no-shows and a couple guys that figure it out to work for their teams. Waiting probably, I'm sure, Crowder and Daniil Hunter know that the uh, TV deal is coming up so they can get a really big payday if they just pretend to be happy and just play ball. But Gilmore is out the door, according to Jay. There's no working his contract or anything like that. Where do you think he ends up? Uh, That's a tough one because I think he is not the type of person – who is uh would sit out i think he would play under a contract you know what i mean like he would skip the tri- skip the camp but he's not going to miss out on money by holding out okay uh i think he potentially realizes that uh the Patriots aren't going to spend money on him, which he should. Cause like the Patriots don't do that to anybody. That's like, right. 
that's what you got to do. You either got to take less or you got to get lost. And he was not as good. He was not their number one quarterback last year. J.C. Jackson was. Like, he is no longer that shutdown guy. He is entering the Patrick Peterson phase of his career where you're going to have to go find a Vikings. Or, you know, if you're lucky, you're going to go be a Richard Sherman. You're going to have to bet on yourself and you're going to have to go somewhere on a very incentive-laden deal and try to try to earn a new contract, which, you know, it's not good. It's not bad. Um, I do think that he has probably been talked about the Patriots moving when they were trying to, you know, trade up in the draft and do a bunch of different things. I'm sure he hasn't been anywhere near off limits, but nobody's off limits. That's just how the game is played in new England. So I don't think he's happy. Uh, I don't know if he's gone this year, but I don't think they re-sign him. I think they've got too much else going on. And, Unlike the Vikings, the Patriots have a very good track record of developing cornerbacks. So, Do, uh, can they outright cut them or no? Do you uh, see that happen? I mean, they have the cap space where they can do it, but I don't know why they would. Okay. I don't think they would save that much by cutting him. And like I said, I think he'll show up and he's got to earn a new contract. So it's not like he's going to be playing like a bum on purpose. Like he's got to <laughs> show up and he's got to perform well or – it's going to affect his paper. So I don't, I don't see a problem with it. Uh, I mean, if it were anybody else, I would say it's probably not a great look, but Stefan Gilmore, excuse me, cornerback two is not really a position that I think you need to have in training camp right now, especially with all the defense they've added. So on the scale of like one to 10, one being, you know, not a big deal. And 10 being, you know, Terrell Owens doing sit-ups in his driveway. I think this is probably like a three. Okay. Uh, if anything, I could see Bill Belichick just not playing him for a couple games or something like that. Just giving other people his reps, trying to replace him on the fly to a point where, you know, he could be like that Malcolm Butler where, you know, in the playoffs, hey, you're not starting. You're our nickel guy now. But I don't think they're going to cut him. I, I think maybe you'll see, maybe before the deadline he goes, because he's going to be he's going to be a hot commodity for somebody. Like yep. there's going to be some team like a uh, Tennessee Titans potentially who have a stacked offense but can't stop anybody on defense. Yeah, I mean, I I would figure that they're pretty tight on money right now. So, but a team that I think, uh, if they're as serious a lot as a lot of reports say they are, um, this Minnesota Viking team should make a move, see if they could trade a draft pick or something like that, to see if they could get Gilmore. I think they have enough space cap wise. They might be they might rework them a little bit. <coughs> But a lot of reports are saying that this uh, Vikings team is the next team up in this NFC North. Um, I if, read um, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't show up, right, and it doesn't seem like he will. He hasn't called or anything like that. There's no new reports of him showing up or even being in the lower 48s yet. So, um, the Vikings have two MVP type candidates on their team uh, 
the defense, they got corners in the building. They got Rashad Breeland. They got a older Patrick Peterson. They have uh, other rookie pieces that are grown and they played decent. And also Anthony Barr is back. Um, oh, thank God. We are not, we are not true fans of Super Anthony Bowl. Barr. Super Bowl or bust. Anthony Barr is back. And they did some work, and they replaced Limbaugh Joseph, and they got a actual star at D tackle Thompson. They got they figured Bro, out Danilo they Hunter's had one punch. before. They keep getting studs on off. They keep signing them to one year deals, and they go somewhere else because they don't win. And they figured out the way to pay Danelle Hunter. So this Vikings team, if Rodgers is not there. A lot of people say that they're the front runners. Um, like I, I'm trying to see it. They went from D plus corners to B minus corners and secondary. They got help for Hitman. They went and got Xavier Woods. They have Patrick Peterson, and they have another piece in the corner that they have to figure out. They're going to put a young guy there. If they bring a Gilmore to fill that spot and just fill the nickels with up-and-coming guys or developing guys, this team might be a little scary to play against. A little scary to get play against, especially that you have Dalvin that could rip up 200 yards if he stays healthy. Then you got Jefferson that can create space. You're not a fan of Thielen, but Thielen is considered a top-10 receiver in the league. I've looked at list. He's there. He is there. Top 10 receiver in the league. So you're looking at what they're saying is the top three duo in the receiving core with Jefferson and Thielen. You have Kurt that has some heat behind him, and he has Dalvin Cook. The defense is up. I want to see what the Vikings can do. Now it's Kurt on the hot seat, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Kirk can do because it means that if Kirk doesn't perform well, this nightmare is over. Kellen Munn can step up. Kirk's number's there. I get it. He has numbers that are better than, than quarterbacks in the league. I get it. He doesn't have the effect. We talked about it. Kellen Munn is a dual-type quarterback with some development, and he played a lot of years in college. It could really work out for them if they develop Munn right. Imagine a quarterback that can run well, plus be as accurate as Kurt. It'd be very, very interesting to see. We'll see how it goes. But all I know is it's Kurt, Zimmer, Spielman, Hotsey. Fired, Even with fired, this- fired. <laughs> Hey, man, you got two years. They gave him all three-year contracts. This is their second year into it. Let's see what this offense and this defense and this whole organization can do now that there's not a Hall of Fame quarterback on any other team in their division. We'll see. We will see. My Chiefs look good. Look great. They're all on the field. Happy. So for how long? Nope. He did have a setback on the knee, but um, 
he will uh, be there week one. If he is uh, on the starting cast, I love to see Orlando Brown said, there's no one on this world, no one on this planet. UFOs need to come down and they will be the only ones that will get close to Patrick Mahomes. So let's see what this offensive line can do for this team. I'm excited. And also, Richard Sherman is still a free agent. I just looked it up. Yeah. So I, uh, I think he's actually he going to sign with the team, uh, the NBC broadcasting team. Oh, nice. Nice, nice. Is he going to be one of those? Is he going to be a Jay Cutler where he's in the box for a year and comes out to play again? No, I think he. when he's done, he's done. Um, man, I don't know. Like, would you rather have Richard Sherman or – uh, what's his face? Uh, Stefan Gilmore. Gilmore, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean for the Chiefs. Um, yeah, we can't no, do Chiefs, Chiefs, It's not gonna play for free. No, exactly. That's what saying, saying. The amount of magic that you have done, like I don't know how much any of your players are getting paid right now. I don't think anybody does. The fact that like we're all taking pay cuts. Yeah, they're like, all taking pay cuts. Chill the fuck Tyreek out. Chill one. the fuck out, Brooklyn. We're not Brooklyn. We are a true dynasty, sir. Couple bumps on the road, but a dynasty. There is no doubt in my mind the Kansas City Chiefs will win this. There's win. That's it. It's over. There's not. We fixed the problem for the one team that beat us truly. The offensive line. Even if they get hurt, we have backup guys. We have backup guys that can fill that role. We are eight deep at offensive line right now. Eight deep. Good luck, man. I don't need it. Thanks. Good luck. I don't need it. I'm going to bet on them just so they lose. No. You bet on them. You guaranteed your money. You guaranteed your money back. Whatever, if you're down in the slump, put money on the Chiefs. That's a guaranteed win. 20 and 0, baby. 20 and 0. We will go through um, schedules at the end of uh, the playoffs and we'll break it all down. I think um, it's going to be very interesting to see all this play out. OBJ looks great. That's the only game I'm worried about is week one. Anything to stop talking about the belt baseball. <laughs> oh, man. Also, I put my money on Vlad uh, Jr. to win the MVP. There's no doubt in my mind. That boy is hidden like his daddy. He looks great. And, yeah, there's your quick picks for the future. Vladdy to win the MVP and the Chiefs to win it all. Time for... Picks of the week. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. The money back guaranteed picks of the week. Money not actually guaranteed. The gamble responsibly. Is it? Yeah, it can be. <laughs> we, 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 you, you make the rules, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Are you watching any uh, 
Any uh, Copa soccer or Euro soccer? None? Nah, I don't. I, I got enough going on, man. <laughs> well, it's all breaking down. Pretty awesome. Um, a lot of good play. Um, and I'm making that one of my picks. I am taking good old Russia over Finland. We are... Uh, well, now we're talking. I'll put money on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, putting money on the Russian soccer team to uh, go ahead and beat Finland. Uh, Russia had a rough game against... Um, Belize? I think it was. One of those games, yeah. But Russia, um, they are middle-of-the-pack team. But they have hope. So I'm putting money on Russia. I am putting money on the Bucks over the Nets. That's an easy pick. Easy pick for you guys. Bucks over Nets. And uh, my, I'm going to put money on the Vegas Knights minus one and a half over the Canadians. Nice. I, I'm going to take uh, Tampa Bay. I'm going to take them uh money line puck line i think they're gonna bounce back uh they've bounced back all year and they're just too good of a team to to get swept at home uh, i'm gonna take vegas i'm probably gonna take them puck line money line as well uh, i'm gonna take philly in game five win or lose i think they either close it out in five or if it's two two i think they go up uh and then i'm gonna take brooklyn because I think the odds by the time the game rolls around are going to be around plus 180. And I will take a plus 180 shot at KD going for 60. All right. That sounds good. I want to go. I think Islanders will sneak in that second game, but I did have a down lightning over Islanders and going 1-1 to New York. So I, I will be, I will be absolutely shocked again. Uh, they are a incredibly hot team right now, so I don't know that I would be surprised if they swept the Lightning at home. But man, Tampa Bay is just a very, very good team. I yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Carey Price is playing really hot hockey, so like I, I'm anxious. I'm anxious. I'm curious. I'm excited to see what happens with this. Uh, Montreal team as well. All right. Um, and that is your picks of the week. I'm going to sneak in uh, Phil Mickelson to win the U.S. Open to complete his career Grand Slam and winning all the majors. Phil Mickelson, I think, is at like 501. Could be. <laughs> Could be 501. So. Oh, I'm going to take Phil. We'll look into that. I might have something for you on our weekend show. Yeah. Uh, U.S. Open starts Thursday. <coughs> Another fun weekend coming up, guys. We have our show uh, coming out on Friday. Um, please stay tuned to that. We gave you some awesome picks to put in. Please put in your bets responsibly. And... Um, Check us out on our socials. Um, we are at money underscore back underscore podcast. 
And please check us out on all podcasting platforms. We are on there. Like, share, and subscribe. Yeah, like, share, subscribe. And uh, I, I can only stay cold for so long. Always got to get hot at some point. Yeah, um, I wish I could put some of the, give you some of my wisdom, but you don't like taking my bets on unless you take the NASCAR ones. Which yeah, which fuck you, away. dude. Stay away, stay away from my NASCAR picks. I think when we get closer to the uh, end of the playoffs or closer to the end of the season, I am I'll never, I am never betting a NASCAR pick from someone who has all their teeth again. You know. Uh, not willing to give up a tee for a win. So, <laughs> have a great week. Like I said, like, share, subscribe, and go Islanders, go Bucks, Philly and Five. I love saying that.